listening to Music You're Missing. I'm Brendan Gennetti, and today we are in studio with Oliver Hazard. The indie folk band hails from Waterville, Ohio, and are currently selling out shows across the country on the Oliver Hazard Tour. I first discovered their music when I heard Dandelion back in 2019, and that track has since amassed over 23 million streams. I've been listening to them ever since, and I'm super stoked because they just released a new project. It is their self-titled sophomore album. I actually just added my favorite tracks from the album to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist, so if you want to listen and discover some more music you're missing, head over to Spotify now. While you're checking out the playlist, it'd be great if you could rate the Music You're Missing podcast five stars wherever you're listening. Listen, I know it's super corny to ask, but the more five-star reviews we get, the higher likelihood our episodes get playlisted, which means even more exposure for these talented guests. Okay, I promise this is it for the intro. I'm so excited to welcome Oliver Hazard to the Music You're Missing podcast. Welcome to the show, Oliver Hazard. How are we doing? Thanks for having us. Doing Doing great. Doing good. I love to hear it. Um, You're on tour right now, obviously. I saw you in Portland last night. Yeah, I mean, last night was a great show. Uh, I feel like, for whatever reason, it was our most like attentive crowd of the tour, which is great. Uh, Almost so attentive that they almost didn't even like clap at the end of the song. They were just like (laughs) waiting for something to happen. Uh, But I mean, it's a very, it's a very uh, good thing to play with crowds Mm -hmm. like that. Could you at least feel like they're listening and they're able to, you know, listen to little nuances in the set that we care about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's like a, a respect for music because they don't get it as much as everyone else. That's good so point. I think that's something that I always clung on to is like they're in a town that people don't always tour. And so they like when they go, they like they're all in. Whereas some, you know, big cities or whatever, like Nashville and L.A., they're a little harder to like gain the attention of yeah. the crowd because they just have so much music. Not to say all of all of the crowds, but, you know, just sometimes, you know. Do you have a preference? between like a more energetic crowd or more like attentive? I would say we would, we definitely prefer the attentive crowds. I mean, I think any artist would, would agree to that. But, but if we can get like the combo. Yeah. yeah. Like the yeah, hybrid. The, yeah. yeah. It I depends on the context of the show too. If it's like something that's like at a festival and there's a bunch of people, I hope that you're talking a little bit because then it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if it's a small room and you can hear someone's voice very easily, those are the shows that it's the most distracting. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I um I saw someone describe your music as energetic yet calm, and I was like, that's the comment that I, I resonate <laughs> nice. with. I agree. That's a good point, actually. We always are confused. We we seem to confuse the crowd sometimes because they like start trying to dance and then they realize they can't, <laughs> and then they just kind of, and then they just stare at us. And, <laughs> That's funny. Um, so Oliver Hazard, that's the band name. And I'm not going to pretend like I knew who the naval commander was. I didn't. But I know that he was like a naval commander, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we barely even know that. We were we just grew up near Lake Erie, and mm. we wanted to use a local namesake. And okay. That was kind of, uh, he just had a cool name. And so Oliver and Hazard is the first and middle name of Oliver Hazard Perry. And we, we just kind of ripped it off and because we're from that area everybody kind of thought they knew who we were when we first started they're like heck? oh i think i've heard of you <laughs> and in our head we're like no you have not heard of us you know because no one calls them oliver hazard they call them like commodore perry or you know oliver hazard perry you know it's just like so that we kind of got in people's heads a little bit i think and faked it till we made it that's kind of actually super funny i didn't even like think about it. that's kind of like our paul revere Totally, sure. Like yeah. Austin Lore. Or like Franz Ferdinand. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of bands that kind of take famous people's names already. Um, yeah, speaking about Paul Revere in Boston, last time you were guys here, last time you guys were here, 10 tickets sold, 
um, you were playing in front of a, a crowd of 10. Yeah, two of which were like my college roommates. <laughs> <laughs> but and the other six were like in the band before us. I'll hit it with the better <laughs> news, though. I probably should have led that, not just like putting you on blast. Like, you know, these old 10 tickets. You sold out Sonia today. So quite the difference. Um, obviously indicative of a major growth for the band. Um, how does it feel to like look back on then, you know, versus now and to see the, the growth that you've had? It feels like it's just like kind of about time or something. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, good I mean, answer. Not, not like, um, you know, it's like a, you know, we haven't, we weren't, uh, nothing happened very, it happened very quickly at first. Then we kind of plateaued and then COVID happened. And then we've been really trying to get back, um, to kind of where we were hype wise before mm-hmm. COVID and, um, you know, dig it into playing our own shows and headlining has been, uh, a long time coming, but it's been postponed for a couple of years, I feel like, due to circumstances. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just feels like we've done our work and we do at least deserve the moment that we're having right now. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I think it's well put. It is crazy still. <laughs> like, I'll never, you know, even every night so far I look out of the crowd and I'm, like, in total shock, you know. I still think there's, like, someone playing after us that, like, everybody <laughs> came for, you know. That's you, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit on it when you said nothing really happened overnight. And I was originally, I found your music, I think, like, maybe 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been following you since. And to see your growth has been really cool because it's different, but also, like, traditional. Like, you guys aren't blowing up on TikTok. You're not in your car, like, and this is Song of the Summer. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. It's, like, the bands that I, I used to really love and watch, it, it's changed. And I feel like I have a, a glimpse of that with you guys. So that's... Uh, pretty exciting sweet and we try to not throw ourselves out there too desperately sometimes you got to catch on to the local or the traditional things that are happening at the time but we try to remain ourselves as much as we can yeah and we're horrible in front of the camera too it's tough it's we almost try, good we try that. hard but it's like we're just so freaking awkward hey i can't tell we're yeah. in front of a few right now yeah you guys are doing great don't look <laughs> um but yeah the like the 10 person show it, it it says something to have experience not like setbacks, but those little moments where like, God, oh, I wish this were a little bit better. Um, do you think that like helps shape you into what you are today? And like, did that, do you ever have points where you're like, do I quit? Oh yeah. I still have those points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but you know, everyone has their days. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, I mean, I didn't, we didn't think there was, I think 2021 was the hardest year for the band, weirdly enough. Like 18, 19, fine. Even COVID, like 2020, like, it was okay. Like we were kind of all in it together thing, but 2021 to 2022 was such a tough time because it felt like we were like, you know, we were all, we're, we started the band when we were 28. We didn't start as kids. We were all like working careers, quit our jobs at 28 and started a band into our thirties. And when our 30th birthday came on 2020 and 2021, we were like, Oh my God, we're 30 now. And like, we have ultimately like no fan base, you know, nationally. We were working at this for four years now, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, we I think we did kind of take a long, hard look at this, and we were like, let's just, like, let's give this, like, one more year maybe, you mm-hmm. know? Like, let's at least get to that five-year mark. And, and here we are. So I'm glad we didn't quit. Hey, it worked out. 75% of tour sold out. 
Um, obviously, we've talked about like your your growth, and it's now like a sustainable band. But you guys still got some some hometown love for Waterville, Ohio. Um, yeah. I want to talk about that. But first, I saw you did something actually super cool with the Toledo. What is it? The Toledo Symph- Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. You said it was five years in the making. Yeah. Can you tell me just about like the collaboration? Nate, do you wanna you wanna talk about the symphony? Well, I mean, you you had been contacting the symphony since the the beginning of the band, right? Yeah, I shot them an email in 2018 when we first started, and they were like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't have a lot of material. I think they were like, "Oh, good for you guys," but we're we gonna do play a half an hour show. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But anyway, we we then started collaborating, and Nate actually, um, he and myself and the symphony chart writer, we kind of worked together as a trio for like months sending you know notes back and forth on like how we wanted them to sound on our music because you know our music's very nuanced and so yeah bill was amazing he was essentially the fourth member of oliver hazard that evening the the charts that he put together the arrangements he put together that uh if you were there you got to experience but uh hopefully eventually you'll be able to to hear them as well um he did an incredible job that'd be great we're working on a live album for it so they want to do it we want to do it you know it's just uh, it's it's hard collaborating with forty musicians <laughs> trying to put it out. I can imagine. Are there instruments that you guys used during working with the symphony that like isn't present on the track? Oh like, sure. What I mean, were we working? I with? mean, we had a full symphony orchestra essentially, so a lot of extra um, percussion. Well, I mean, I guess a lot of percussion elements were in the recordings, but I mean, you're talking strings, violins, upright bass, trumpets, clarinets, oboes, yeah. everything, um, everything. Yeah, everything. Pretty much so special. To pretty like much nothing that, that they. Everything they played was not on like any of our original tracks, except for like yeah, it was a shaker and a tambourine. Complete original arrangements for that performance. Wow! So. Did you have a favorite like song that came out of it? Yeah, two by four was really cool. There was a lot of them. Yeah, they Ballerina. all were. I was just glad that it worked. It was a it was a stressful thing because it's like even if we play well and you play well, is it going to work well together? And um, the rehearsals were a little bit shaky just because it was new territory. Mm-hmm. And then it just so happened that the evening we played the show, it just seemed to work. So. That's always the case, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, yeah, but it turned out good. It was relaxed. It didn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm lucky that, that it, it worked. Man, that's awesome stuff. That's, like, super special to, to have music of your own in the first place, but then to see it, like, brought to life in a completely other way. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was a dream come true. Um, mention Waterville. Shout out. Um, <laughs> you guys do something really cool there every year, which you talk about in every interview. Um, so I'm sure you're sick of it now. But yeah, I do no. want to hear about it. I think it's so sick. For you have sure. Oliver Hazard Day mm-hmm. every year in Waterville. Being an artist, especially when you started at Independent Artist, mm-hmm. is a lot of work. Um, why why take on more work to, to start a festival? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I think when we started this band, we never wanted to just, just be a band. You know? I think that there's like... Some bands are totally cool with just being, like, showing up, plugging in and playing their show. But I don't know. I was, like, I felt like I I personally needed more than that. And we're also, we're on an island in Ohio. We didn't we chose not to move to Nashville or L.A. or New York. And so instead of, you know, going to those places and networking, we decided we're just going to invite them to our hometown and play some music. So every artist that plays is either we're a fan of or we met them on the road and we're a fan of them. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, we're trying to cultivate like a, a musical community in our own way that isn't, you know, just like, you know, going and forcing it in some yeah. big city somewhere. So 
we'll get to this later, but I reached out to a bunch of your fans and I was talking to them. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later. That's awesome. But it's like a thing. People like anticipate it every year. How, how does that feel to like, I mean, that's where you started and now you kind of left a legacy there. Yeah. Um, it is nice that people just keep showing up. <laughs> um, I don't really think about it too much. I mean, it's just it, every year it's like two months before you start feeling the pressure of it and um, I mean, really, in general, I mean, I would say at least half of the year, you really start working on it for like six months, Yeah. you know, um, and then the, it's kind of like a wedding. And then the day it gets there, and you're like, I just want this to be over with. <laughs> um, just because you put so much time into it and like, it's just, you hope that it's good weather. Um, but to what you said, uh, yeah, no, we're, I'm just glad that people have helped sustain it. And um, we've done a good enough job for people to keep showing up. So. Yeah. I think the angriest I've ever seen Dev was when we were, it was like the day before this last Oliver Hazard Day, and we were at a, doing a promo for the festival at our local news station. And we're sitting in the lobby waiting to go do our interview, and the weatherman comes on. Like, the, he's in the other room doing his promo. And he's like, tomorrow, Saturday, is going to be an insane, insane Weather night. We're going to have an event. It is going to be intense. Tornadoes, thunderstorms, <laughs> lightning. And I just see Dev's face like getting redder and redder and redder. We've been working on this festival for like six months. And all of a sudden, this weather guy is just like telling us how our festival is going to like blow away, basically. Um, but is yeah. Because it, it's Sunday? Sunday's going to look nice. <laughs> like, it's Saturday evening. It's tomorrow. Yeah. And he was like, ooh, yeah. But anyway, we had a tornado warning in the morning while we were setting up and somehow Waterville, Ohio had like a ring of blue over it and everywhere else had like intense so, thunder and we somehow pulled it off. Skated us. Yeah, went like around everything. Man, that's fate. Yeah. That's fate. I, yeah. You guys like get tornadoes often? Have, have you seen one Once with your in eyes? a while. I've I mean, seen not, not very often. No way. Often. Yeah. I couldn't Only, even imagine seeing one. When I'm, you know, when I was a kid, I remember we used to like go outside and like search for them. You know, we'd like <laughs> scan the sky. out every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> We were born in two different cities, let me tell you. <laughs> um, I saw Literate Light was at this year's uh, Oliver Hazard Day. Mm-hmm. They were on the show super randomly. They were at this music festival I was at. And I was like, wait, do you guys like want to come on my show real quick? Yeah, and awesome. I went backstage with them. They're so sick. Dude, they're amazing. Yeah, they're so good. They're very good. Intense. I think they took like a parking cone and like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. broke it on stage. It was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. They're, they're, they're good showmen. They, they put on an incredible performance. We had a couple other great artists there, too. Sam Birchfield and, yeah. and uh, Field Guide from Canada. They're amazing. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned I, I started listening to you guys a few years back. I was first introduced to you with your fan favorite track, Dandelion. So mm-hmm. I, I got to talk about it. Um, did you know when you were writing it that like you were you were on to the, the one? No. Actually, I, at first, we honestly didn't know that it was going to be a big song. We, we just... We liked the song and we put it out, and I think that was it. And then, yeah, and it, this year it just went bonkers. Like it was released three years ago, yeah, four years ago, and all of a sudden, for some reason, this year it just like really one. You know, we were getting like sixty thousand plays a day on Dandelion on Spotify, and for no apparent reason, we couldn't figure out why. Wow. Um, I honestly didn't realize it, w- it was this year where it really kind of had its moment. It was crazy, like in January or something. Do you like think that. it's indicative of like, I mean, you guys have been making this style of music for, for a long time, but I also feel like now there's more of a market for it. Do you think that's part of the reason? Could be. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that helps. I, mm-hmm. You know, um, we've also, I feel like we've done a good amount of touring the last two years and uh, we switched um, 
uh, or booking agent, booking agent, and um, different label, and um, you know, I mean, but I'm sure that definitely has something to do with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think like the rise of like acts like Noah Khan have really helped the folk space. It's like kind of that like rising tide raises all ships thing. Yeah. You know, I think just like having artists like that who've kind of broken through the pop sphere um, and they're able to like uplift folk artists, I think is pretty cool. I think by association alone, sure. we get people who love our music because they found Noah Khan. Yeah. I mean, I'm stoked about it because then I get to like see all these new bands. And honestly, this style of music is one of my favorite to see live. I saw that you toured with Camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are they're good buddies. Those were one of my favorite shows they're of, amazing. Uh, of this year. So mm-hmm. that was sick. Um, I want to talk about your self-titled sophomore album, which just dropped in July. Um, Oliver Hazard, obviously. <laughs> uh, self-titled usually is like an introduction. Um, obviously, you guys have already had a debut album. So why did we go with a self-titled name? And did you feel like this was kind of a reintroduction? Yeah, that was exactly it. Oh. Like we, <laughs> we wanted to reintroduce ourselves um, as a band. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of like more personalized, the album itself. Mm. You know, it's got this beautiful songs with like just Deb's voice for entry or like just my voice. You know, it's just like a little more, it's not as unison as some of our old stuff. Yeah. And we did that for a reason. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so tough because it was like we recorded the first album and um, we kind of, it like took off. But even in that scenario, I just played tambourine and sang on it and we were just having fun and. That's what it's all about. Yeah. But also, too, if you would have given me a like pen and paper right then, be like, hey, this is going to be your career for the rest of your five years, it just I wouldn't have done it because it was just such a in-the-moment thing. He went home. You know, it was like a blessing that it happened. But then I was like, you know, and to answer what you're saying, you know, I think with the EP, we were really learning how to be a band and, like, actually take it seriously and work together. And then <clears throat> this album, excuse me, would have been the first album that I feel like we really kind of knew what we were doing more and like a, yeah, reintro to what the band had kind of become. We're kind of, yeah, introducing ourselves almost. Like we didn't really know who we were, you know, as a band, yeah. you know. So I think that's going to be a big thing in the next record that we're working on right now is like finding a way to kind of marry this self-titled record with like who we think we could become or who we were before that mm-hmm. and just put it all into one kind of record yeah so yeah what did you think like you what came out of it what did you learn about yourself as a band through the creation of the self-titled album hmm. i feel like it for me it was like we could make songs that are slower and a little less you know kind of thump thump stomp and holler vibes you know just like step outside of our lane mm-hmm. for a second and put that music out and have our fans love it just as much as all the other stuff I think was really important for us. Yeah, I mean, I think we, de- we definitely knew that the staple to all this stuff was just maintaining our vocal presence. And if we did that, you know, kind of whatever you put around it, you're still going to keep whatever you're characterized as. Yeah. So, and that's, we always keep that in mind, you know, uh, even with this newest album. It's like, musically, I think we're doing things that are a little bit different. Nothing in a different department, but, you know, it should change a little bit. And um, but we're just keeping in mind that keep the vocals down, you know, make some good harmonies and people keep coming around. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think they will. Um, I'm a huge lyrics guy. It's definitely like what I tend to listen to before I even like really listen to like 
the background stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the songs that got me was Let Down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say I relate to it because there's some lines that I, I don't want to relate to, but unfortunately I think I might. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you like tell me about the inspiration behind the track? Yeah, I guess. Um, so this is actually an interesting subject. Um, so it was the initial concept of the song was written about um, the, our original third member um, who was, I think he like, some went kind of flew off the handle. And he he got angry at me. There was something. It was completely like a temper tantrum, and he, in essence, made a fool of himself. And I called him out, and then he felt really embarrassed. Mm. And then he felt. And that song yeah. kind of started. And then Deb and I helped him finish it. You know, with the chorus and a lot of the instrumentation and arrangements on it. Um, but yeah, and unfortunately, it was kind of like a foreshadow moment um, of him exiting the band, which was a bummer. Um, but yeah, this is actually the first time we've ever talked about that. Whoa! But, uh, it was kind of it all happened in like 2022 around the time that we were like, "Oh fuck, is this band gonna survive?" You know? Well, that must be a breath of fresh air, though, to at least get like a song and some closure out of. I'm sure it was a yeah, it was situation. it was a process. You know, it was it it didn't all happen at once and. Um, He's all good, and we're all good, and, you know, we always wish him the best. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's not easy. I, a lot of things happen, and sometimes it's just not what you want to do. And I think it had a lot to do with it, you yeah, know. Yeah, bands are tough. It's hard to be in a band. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a shitload of work, and it's, it's, it's fucking tiring. It's weird. Know? We slept a lot last night, though, so we feel great. Really? Yeah. That's that's surprising. <laughs> I usually don't hear that when we get people in here. They're yeah. usually like, I'm, I have about two hours of sleep. Are you guys on a bus? No, 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 man. No, no, no. Yeah. If you, I'm glad you're manifesting that. Though. You know, <laughs> bus would be sick. I manifested Big Night Live. We got the, we got the bus. I mean, you're selling out shows, man. It's it's what's to come. Um, bring it back to the album, though. Something I really liked about it is you, you have visuals for like almost every track. Um, did you know you wanted to do that? Is that like a business thing? Um, and like, what's the creative process of it? Because, I mean, there's some animated stuff, too, which I imagine takes some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was all like, we had a long time to think up this record, this release. We did. We recorded it in 2020. Oh, wow. And we didn't put it out till 2023. And so we had a really amazing collage artist, a couple of them actually, um, who helped us. We really wanted it to be like a textured collage, each song. And so like the Fly Right music video is full mm. textured collage, moving around, totally animated. And every single single art piece is based off that same art style. Um, one of the guys' name is Austin Sterpka. He did a lot of stuff for, for the band Camp. And then the other guy's name Randall Letty. He did our final artwork as well for the record. And he's an amazing artist. He, he works with a lot of great bands too. So Sweet. Are you like, here's what I want, animate it for me? Or is it kind of like yeah. a back and forth? It kind of just gives you what he, what he thinks is going on in his head, and then you kind of analyze it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, you know, will would say, well, why don't you try this? Or, mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, hire an artist to be themselves. Yeah. Cool, I like that. We loved his style, so we were like, we love yeah. that. You know, don't change. Yeah, it definitely matched what I had in my head when I heard the album. Love it. Um, obviously, you're kind of enjoying this self-titled era, but you just kind of alluded to a new album. Um, what are you writing? What's inspiring you these days? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Honestly, it's like there's like a freedom aspect I think to this next record that feels very like I don't know it's record one was a, a 
kind of a like a accident. EP one was like uh, us having fun after the accident. Oliver Hazard was like a hail mary of like let's just like put out our what we think is good, mm-hmm. you know. And this record is like. It's, I don't think it's going to be awesome. It's just like we're having fun. We're doing all of those things. You know, we're like having fun writing it, having fun recording it. We're putting amazing, like, you know, just we're doing whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. And it feels so good. And we, we just like are confident that our fans are going to like it, you know, because we've just, we just have awesome fans. Like everybody's so supportive. It's amazing. So, are we experimenting with anything? We are, yeah. We Lay might, it on me, if you can. We are bringing in maybe uh, some banjo into oh, some geez. of these new songs, um, new drummer aspects, like full drum kit, Sweet. You know, which we've never really done. Mm-hmm. Like cool, like a, and we hired a bassist to put some like really sick bass lines on because we just like, we do it ourselves normally. But There'll be some hidden uh, French horn in there as well. Oh, yeah, Nate's a French <laughs> hornist. Yeah, <laughs> two songs. Two songs? I think it's three. Maybe three, yeah. yeah we very maybe. cool. <laughs> so like... When's it coming out? We'll oh. start <laughs> uh, next year. We're going to start uh, releasing some tracks. Wow, thank you. First of all, I fully didn't think you were going to share any of this with me. So thank you. I was, like tried <laughs> to we don't know your what arm. month don't next know what year day. it'll start, okay. but it could be like as early as April. But you just never know when like the first song is going to come out. But yeah, we want to release our the music by next year. You know, that's Hell the goal. Yeah. So all right, I'm stoked. Um, before I get to my final question, I mentioned I was kind of stalking your fans, which is honestly my favorite activity to do. Um, and I reached out to them and I let them know that Oliver Hazard was coming on the show. And I was mm-hmm. like, you got any questions for them? And they said, yeah, of course. So here are some questions from your fans. Number one is from John. Probably should have got the town he was from, but his name's John. <laughs> were there any second choice band names? Yeah, there were more or less. It was a first choice band name and I loved the name. And um, it was called The Pain of the Ladies. <laughs> and I thought it was cool because it was three guys, you know, and it just felt like it, it had like it could be anything. It could have been it didn't like mean that it was a folk band. It could have mm-hmm. had like other ways of looking at it. But then, yeah, unfortunately, there was a band in Australia that was called the Painted Ladies and we couldn't do that. And then after that, it was a like shit heap of terrible <laughs> names. <laughs> Just like it was bad, yeah. I mean, there was just paragraph after paragraph after paragraphs on group chats of just names, and if you get that many names, you're never gonna pick mm-hmm. a name. There's just too many options. Did you even bother using like a generator? Oh yeah, I mean, I that was mostly I would put my three favorite like orange. My favorite color is orange, so <laughs> put orange and a couple other words in there <laughs> and just see what happens. I yeah. think there was one that was what was it? It was a. Uh, Sound like, it sounded like Vietnam. It was yeah. like, uh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I don't even know. Like there orange was, something. Yeah, there was a bad, there, there was a lot of bad names. Sound like chemical They just right. didn't make any sense. Um, yeah, like just stuff that you've, Silver Suns, you know, just like things that didn't mean anything. I think that's a band already, the Silver Suns, but um, it was horrible. Yeah, we just, after a while, we just stopped. Hey, trying well, to choose. Oliver Hazard's a great one. You yeah. you beat the other Oliver Hazard in SEO, so we congrats. Did. We did. Um, that means you've officially made it. That's our goal. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of a B-list. Definitely from Waterville. What is your favorite Waterville hangover food? Ooh, I feel like there's mm. only one place to go. One place to go. Nate, do you have a good one? Being uh, pretty new to Waterville, yeah, I'll give you a place <laughs> called Chowder's White Chicken Chili and their tacos. Yeah. Nice. Is that on TikTok? 
No. Okay. Probably never mind. All right. I'm thinking of a meme. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so sorry. These guys don't have. I've never heard of white chicken chili actually. So maybe that's just me being uncultured. It is very good. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Stupid ass millennial. <laughs> <laughs> um, Play a joke on me. We can make it. Play it on TikTok. Uh, Terry wants to know what's your dream collab. Dream collab. Mm. Man, there's so many of them. I mean, I. You mean for like a song or like a concert? You think? Um, I'll let you interpret it. Let's say. Let's say song. Mm. I would love to collaborate with like a a female vocalist. That, um, you know, that maybe I've been fans for, for like a million years. So for me, that might be like, I don't even know. Like yeah. Well, no, I was even thinking like someone like Margot Price or like someone who's just like, I've been inspired by, mm-hmm. you know, and I've always loved like having, we just have a lot of dude energy on this. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so it's like, it's nice having that juxtaposition, you know. The painted ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You got to bring them in. Even the south. Um, okay. Any other dream collabs? What do you guys think? Do they have to be alive? No. Oh. Who cares? We got AI. Um, <laughs> since he's recently passed, I would love to have written a song with Robbie Robertson or just had him tell me what to do. Mm. That would have been fun. I'm not sure if it would be like an on stage type thing, but I'm sure it'd be great. Nathan? I think something with the... Lumineers would be pretty sweet. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That would actually, I think your fans would die. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay, last one is from Andrea. Is there a common misheard l- lyric in one of your songs? I think so. Um, you know, actually, it's I think on the song Grenadine, there's, um, but I kind of like the, like what <laughs> they've turned it into. So I think originally at the end of the song, we say, um, you lovely liar, my old-fashioned queen. And a lot of folks, even the folks who like wrote the lyrics on Genius or whatever the <laughs> lyric thing is, um, they write, you lovely light, my old-fashioned queen. And I'm like, oh, man, that's, I think that's like better. Like Whoever wrote it, I was like, oh, I love that too. You know. So I'm kind of just going to let them know that maybe that's like going to be the final lyric of the the misinterpreted one, but I don't know. I think they're both great, you know. But I'm just—I don't—I don't want to step on anyone's toes. You should play it out live and see if anyone notices. Yeah, that's how you can see your real fans. <laughs> um, all right, so that's my questions for your fans. I, I wrap up every interview with this question, and it's honestly one of my favorite questions to ask an artist uh, beyond music and beyond your career. Actually, like completely unrelated to both. What are some goals you have in the near future? Oh boy. Um, not about music. Um, I would like to be healthy at the age of 40. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll probably fulfill it. So I'll think of it that way too. Go ahead, yeah. Nathan. Yeah, honestly, that was, I was thinking the, the same thing. Uh, just getting my, my personal mental and physical health a little bit in a, in a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Man, mine was going to be like, no, I was going to (laughs) like, you know, I'd like to, uh, I'm trying to get, um, one more weight on you. No, like 20, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get like over near 20 ski days in before uh, we start tour in March. So that's kind of my, my near future. uh, Where are we skiing? I'm going to go to, uh, it'll be a lot of like Tahoe, um, and then 
some Montana so far, oh, yeah. and then maybe some Utah. You ever been a Big Sky? Yeah, I'm going there for five days in so sick, man. In February, yeah. I lived there for a quick second really? during COVID. It was the best time of my life. I love it. Didn't ski though because it was summertime. Oh. Um, well, Oliver Hazard, thanks so much for coming in. This was a, a delight chatting with you. I'm super stoked to catch your show tonight. What can I expect? You can expect some cool visuals that Nate is helping us project on. Uh, ooh, ooh, on the Sonia wall. has a really cool wall for that too. Oh, sweet. Oh, well, perfect. we ours is going to be a little more. Um, it'll be a little more like. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see. see. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah, just yeah. been exploring some some new stuff with some stage design elements, lights and <laughs> lamps, lamps and candles and things like that. I love it. What Projection I'm hearing is taken edible before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> taken edible before. Yes, exactly. <laughs>